Okay, so basically we're up to Parak Tezayin. We're in the middle of Parak Tezayin. We're up to Pasuk Yudalif. And <coughs> obviously it's going to build on things we discussed in the past. And it's always hard to get back into it after a break. So also please tell me if, if I should explain something more or give some more background. If someone wasn't here, it's fine. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy to. Just please tell me. Okay, so let's talk about Pasuk Yudalif. So you will become pregnant, have a child, and name him, you should name him Yishmael, Kishama Hashem El Onyech. So let's talk about those words, Kishama Hashem El Onyech. It's grammatically difficult. Hashem heard. Uh, right. So this has to be, he listened to. He listened to Anyech. Shama could mean he heard. I mean, he listened. Rama Marnebuchim is mayach about this. And when he talks about what Re'iyah means and what Shemiyah means. If you say, I heard, you, he, you don't hear to something, you hear something. So it would be Shama Hashem Es Anyech. Okay, we'll get to that in a second, right? She didn't say anything. What? Really? Why? I think it would be lit. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, we'll have to see if there's anything. So, there is a difference, you think? There is a difference. Okay, so the Targum says, Kabul Hashem, Tzoysich. Kabul Hashem, Tzoysich. So he's touching Shema over here, as he always does, I think, when it's Miyuchas to Hashem. When it's Hashem, Shema is Mekabal, Hashem accepted, listened to, a tefillah. Okay, like, by Yosef, he didn't listen to her, it means he didn't accept her words. So Shemiah means that too. Now, last moment she pointed out, weird, so he's saying Hashem listened to her to her expression of her Ani, where did she express that? So I think the answer is because the second Pasecha, she said, She's talking to a Malach Hashem and complaining and blaming, she's blaming Sarai for the fact that she's running away. So that's her cry to a Malach. If she's, if she's complaining, if she's telling the Malach, the reason why I'm running away is because I have to, I'm being chased away. Sarai is forcing me to run away. So she's blaming her. That's, she's stating her, her position, her trouble. And that is something that the Malach can hear. And that Hashem can hear through the Malach. Okay. So the fact that the Malach came is nothing? It's not, it's not, part, of, it's not part of this at all? So then the Malach came and asked her, where you are going? In order to inspire her to then state, talk to Amalek and Davin, <coughs> and therefore she was answered, right? So Amalek's coming was a, was a to, to get her to say, to, to say, and that was Shama Hashem al-Kazim. The whole time that she was by Sarah, she actually complained? Yeah, but I don't know, but the, the fact that, it, that the question is, right, the question is a little strange that it doesn't say that she screamed or something, if, that, if then it's going to be an integral part of the story, 
that there was a Shmi over here, and the whole naming is going to be because of the Shmi, it's strange that it won't be anything. Does it, have, does it have to be something that's audible? I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. Right, right, maybe. Okay. Fine. The Kavashimali she should name him Mishmal. She was told that she should name him Mishmal. We don't find that she named him Mishmal. Pasuk Tezvav says, "Vayikra Avram Shem Benoi Asheyal Dhagi Yishmal." Avram named him Yishmal, and yet Haga was told that she should name him Yishmal. Question. Okay. Now, as we know, what status does such a thing have? Like a tzivu yamal? Of a karas? was telling her what to do. Right. Yeah. It's a period. Right. Case. Yeah, it could be a high die. It could be he's telling the information. That's what you're going to do. This is true. Okay. Pashtas is Tzatziva. Pashtas. He's telling you what to do. Fine. Um, okay. Now, we know this is all about Shmiya. Okay, let's, let's, let's try a little bit of this. Okay. So, we know Yishmael is all about Shmiya. As we discussed in the past. And in this parasha you have Vayishma from the Sorry, I'm paralleling that. In the next story of of Hagar's and Yishmael's running away or being chased away, this and here you have Kisham Hashem Elagich, and therefore he's named Yishmael. And later, Avram Davins for Yishmael and says Yishmael Shmaticha. And then the next time we have it is Kisham Hashem and Kolanar. So his mother is, is Shama, his father is Shama, and he is Shama. And his name is Yishmael. So everything's about, about Shmiah. And one other Shmia, which I'm not going to get into now, just, just part of this thing. Shavai says, Kola Shemei and she sees the Ben Hagar HaMitzvah Mitzachik. So there, there, everyone who's Shemei is supposed to be Mitzachik, but Dafka Yishmoel, whose name is Shama, is not, is something wrong with him being Mitzachik. And Agav also, he's, he's specifically not named, not called Yishmoel in that parasha. Okay, but that's another, another theme of Yishmoel. Obviously, obviously Yishmoel is a big theme. But at the same time, which we spoke about last week, there's also all this Re'iyah. And it's unavoidable, this whole focus on Re'iyah. V'atik Hashem Hashem HaDoiver Eleha Ato Kel Ro'i She named She called the name of Hashem that spoke to her Ato Kel Ro'i, the Kel that sees me I'm not sure what exactly these things mean at this point Have I seen over here again? So here she's talking all about the Re'iyah that's in this in this passion. In the next one, in Parakhov Aleph, there it says, And we spoke about last last time that there it says, And the Major says, Avram couldn't see evil. Hagar continued in that Mida and said, She can't see something bad happen. And therefore she put Yishmal far away as, as far as a bow shot, as an arrow. Because that's how far you can't see. The Malach told her, The Malach told her, He said over the Ramban, that the Malach is telling her, There, where the Nar is, you can't see him. But where he is, there is water. So, go, so you should go back there. And made her be able to see the water that was too far for her to see because she dafka put him in a place that she won't be able to see him dying. And then he grows up and he becomes a Reve Kashos, which is a, according to this definition of the distance that you can't see, so he becomes someone who, albeit is a killer, but he won't see his victims. So that's apparently following this midah of can't see Ra. And the, and the whole thing with this, so we have this Shemir theme, as a very important theme, Yishmael the Shemir. 
and also we have this ear. So how do I understand push the two things? What, what's, what's going on over here with these two things? So we spoke about last time that the re'ir over here in this parasha and in the next parasha is because the Bechira of shame, <coughs> the Bechira of shame was for having the proper re'ir as opposed to Chum. Yishmol is a father's Avram and his mother is a mitzvah. So that's all about where does he fall? Is he going to be Meshach to the camp of Avram or is he going to Mitzrayim? Will he have the proper re'ir or will he not have the proper re'ir? <coughs> so anytime there's a Yeshua for Yishmol, there's some element of re'ir. And that element is being him after shame and saying he shaykhta Avram. Okay. But at the same time, what? Okay, so that's, that's just a defining what the re element is over here. But over here we have that Lamaisa, he's told Kisham Hashem and his Yeshua actually comes out from a Shmir. So what's the difference between Shmir and Riyah? To understand this, we have to define these two things over here, Shmir and Riyah. So what is the difference? What is the crucial, critical difference between Shmir and Riyah? So one difference is, if you look at the Pasuk in Eir Pegram base, Pasuk Hey, I'll just say what the Pasuk, it's not important to look inside. The Shema is Nishmaticha, Va'ata Eni Ra'ascha. Eir is telling Hashem, I heard about you, and now I saw you. So that Pasuk implies something which we, which we know, that Shmir can be secondhand. When you hear about something, you hear something. Right? You hear that someone is such and such. Hearing information doesn't just mean hearing noise. It means hearing information that was repeated, that was retold. While Re'ir, in Lashon Akari, this is only used for first-hand. Only first-hand it's called Re'ir. If you see, don't think it's, I saw you because I saw your pictures. It doesn't work in Lashon Akari. So, so then, that follows over here in this parasha that the, the Malach says, tells her, Shoma, the Malach speaking to her says, Shoma Hashem Elonyeh, which if we were right, Hashem heard what she said to the Malach. That's indirect. He's saying that Hashem heard. You talking to the Malach, and Hashem heard. I could have heard it direct. You heard her saying to the Malach. I could see you That's true. somewhere else. That's true. Look at that. It's not a direct communication. It's not a direct communication. No, it's not a direct communication. Okay. Hearing it. Look at that. No, I hear you. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. And she said, and Hagar said, she went straight to Hashem. Hashem Hashem She named Hashem that spoke to her. She doesn't call him a Malach Hashem. She's ignoring the intermediary. And she's talking about Re'ir. So the Malach, so till now her Yeshua was defined as being Yeshua of Shemir. Hashem heard Yonye. And Shemir has this element of not being so connected because it could be secondhand and possibly in this case it was secondhand. Indirect, one second. Let me let's push my sentence. Here it was indirect. And she says, and she names Hashem, and not the Malach, and she talks about Re'ir, so she's apparently making it into a Re'ir type of thing and a direct type of thing. What do you think? It's still, it's still indirect. Shmir is, I describe the thing to you and then you know what it is. You right. hear it directly, but you don't, you don't, the communication this is, is correct. I'm right. describing. You hear the noise. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. Every Shmir is indirect, except for that you're hearing the music. I Meaning, if you, if you have to hear the, no, the sound of the words, that's direct. But if you have to hear the content, then every Shmir is indirect. You're seeing the actual event, right? Very good. Right, right. No, you're right. Right. So here you. So you're right. So you heard the aniyeh, meaning you heard your description of your ani. That's not the same thing as roi roisias ani ami b'mitzrayim. There's also the gamshamati over there as noigsov. Whatever. Got a lotion. Okay. So the roi roisias ani is. You have to tell me about it. I saw it here. It's saying the the malach is saying Hashem heard you laid out your problems and Hashem hears heard your description or accepted it according to Tagum. But she's saying, 
Hashem saw, Hashem sees, and she's also skipping, leaving out the Malach. Okay. That's one point. But there's another point, there's another difference between Shemia and Ria, which is what we began with, that Shemia, Shemia allows for the Mashmos of Kabbalah, of accepting. So the word Shemia, besides from meaning hearing a noise, also means to accept. So I think every Shemia, every communication of Shemia, has that connotation that you're allowing the other person to influence you or to convince you or to tell you, to tell you something. Meaning, if I say, Roy Roisi is on the Abim Mitzrayim, so that's not, that's not implying that they, that they turn to me for help, or that they told me, I'm not, I'm not bringing in the fact that they told me about it at all. Meaning, so, that, so, Hashem, so, so if Hashem says, I saw, I saw the Oni Ami, and therefore I'm saving them, is that He saw that this is a problem, and, be, and He decided this is wrong. It's not that they complained about it and He, and he accepted it. Every, Shemir means, in and of itself, had someone not come to me and asked me to do something about it, maybe I would have left it untended. I don't have a problem with it, Be'etzim. But because there's someone turning to me, I'll respond to that. So that's the difference between and Ria. Shmiya is usually, and that's because the reason why Shmiya allows that much more self acceptance is because usually Shmiya refers to something that someone is out to tell you. Again, there's two types of Shmiya. Shmiya, you could be hearing a noise, or you could hear music, or you could hear what someone wants to tell you. Since most Shmiyas typically are someone's out to tell you something, so therefore Shmiya has the connotation of being influenced by someone else, which the extreme of that is. Kabbalah is Tatagum Taita Shemiyah to mean Kabbal. So every Shemiyah, so Shemiyah of Ani is different than Riyah of Ani. What? Onyech is also Slaisich, it's your Tfilah. Correct. So therefore what? He's translating the Apostle. Right, right, right. No, so according to Tagum, it's the extreme of that. It's that it's that Hashem heard your Ani, Hashem was Makabal, your Tfilah. It's not that Hashem saw what was happening to you and disapproved. It's that Rather, your Ani gave you a Schus. That, your Ani gave you a Schus. That, you could come to Hashem with a taina or with a request to save you from the oini. But it wasn't that there was something that Hashem disapproved of. So that's another difference between Shemir and Ria. So, while the Malach told the Shama Hashem Alon she started talking about Ata Kel Roi. And the Medjur says, Ata Kel Roi, you are Hashem that's Roya Be'el Vanaluvim. Not something that you, that you see. The fact that I was hurt, that I was oppressed. So it's Lahedu that the Re'i over here is replacing what the Malach ascribed to the Shemir. That Hashem saw Yo'ini, Hashem heard Yo'ini, and she's saying, Atakaro, you're the one that sees the Oini and saves it. Fine. Targum says, I'm a Tikra Shem Hashem. So, so, just, so far, we just see that there's Shemir and there's Re'i. And while the Malach talked about Shemir, she specifically talked about Re'i. Vatikra Shem Hashem, according to Unklis, means Vitzaliyas Bishmanda Hashem. Every time there's a Kriya Bishem Hashem, we've had this before. And as who halikur b'shem Hashem and by Avram, vayikur b'shem Hashem. Tagum always says vayikur b'shem Hashem means tefila. Similarly over here, vatikur b'shem Hashem adoyv eleho v'tzaliyas b'shem Hashem. So this was a tefila. This was a tefila. So Hagar here was not just I'm stating a fact. She was asking for something. She was asking for something. <coughs> and I think the havana is then that she was asking for more than Shmir. So she was told. The Malach told her, kishama Hashem alonich. And she then davens that Hashem should not just be her Shemaya. By saying, by saying the statement, she's also asking that, Hashem, that she should have the Madrega of Re'ir in her relationship to Hashem. That not only should Hashem, not only should Hashem relate to her as a Shemaya of the Aini, as hearing her Aini, and, and saving her because she asks him for it, 
But he should also relate to her as saving her because he sees what's happening to her and, and intervenes to make it right for her. Okay, so that's what I would suggest to you. The Malach talks about Shmiya, and Hagar is looking for Re'iyah. So while Havada, the Schus of Hagar always is the Re'iyah, and that's a connection to the shame is the proper Re'iyah. That's one element. And it, but Lamaisa, the Malach tells her, you're only saved, you're only saved in the Mahalach of Shmiya, that Hashem hears you and, and saves you because and, you're asking for it. And she's asking, she's asking that she should get a higher level, that Hashem should be her Raya, and save her, not because she turns to him to help her, but to help her, but rather because he's, uh, he's doing what she needs. What? The Kalkal Yalaka is not good enough. But it's not what the Targum is saying. He doesn't Why? Give you, he doesn't give you an exact uh, explanation that he's just saying, oh, I'm asking that you Why? hear you. Why not? But tell the Yes, Mishra Hashem. No, this is the Tefillah. Hmm? Right? Because he who spoke to her, not who, who was revealed to her. Well, I took your way to Miss Malal, okay. Right. No, no. no but Hashem, Hashem had the very loud. To Miss Malal. Right, Miss Malal. Because he spoke, because he spoke to her through a Malach. Because he didn't speak to directly, he spoke to her through a Malach, okay. Okay, that's her tefillah. She's saying, the tefillah is Hashem, you are Raya HaKoyl. Right. So what's, she, what's the purpose of this tefillah? To, to, what's the purpose of a tefillah saying, Hashem, you are Raya HaKoyl? To, uh, to, esta- to initiate a relationship with Hashem of Re'iyah. Yeah. I don't know, I think... I don't know, I'm not sure. I think Targum goes that... Did I... Like, Rashi, was I even zeichet to see here, outside of a Ram's house, after I saw the Ram's house? I can see you now, but it's that I can, not that you will see me, it's that I can see you, that I see. No, but Atakel Roy means that you see me. Anyway, yeah. seeing Hashem and Hashem seeing you always go together. But Atakel Roy means Hashem sees her. Atakel Roy means Hashem sees her. And here he says, Roy, you call it. You see everything. So while the Malach said Hashem heard, she's calling out to Hashem by, giving, by calling him the seer because she wants him to relate her as a seer. That's posh it. I mean, that's even with Ally Hesber, that's clearly what she's, that's what Tefillah of Hashem, you are a seer. He's saying, I want to relate to you as a seer. I mean, that's, that's the definition. Right? I'm going to try to figure out. Or, or that's bu- the or next that's bu- two words are ki amro. Mm-hmm. Sounds like because she was saying agamol mm. and Right, very good. Right, I mean, her tefillah was atakel right. Okay. Very short tefillah, right? That's her tefillah. She said. The reason why she made that tefillah is because she said to herself, I guess, have I. Okay, so let's see the way Rashi learns. Have I even been zeichet to see here? Yeah, but. After yeah. I've seen in the house of Avram. My problem is, it well, sounds to me like you're translating Atta Kelroi as God seeing her as yeah. to her seeing God. That's what Atta Kelroi means. To her seeing God. Okay, Atta Kelroi means you are Hashem that sees. Okay. Okay, the seer, whatever, it's a very difficult word. But Tagum says the Chazi okay. the, the all, the Omnishriant, I guess. Yeah. Right, um, okay, why did she say all seeing? I guess, right. right, all seeing. So why did she say, why did she call him kill the all-seeing God? Because she said, have I even seen him here after I see him before? She's saying, what does one thing have to do with the other? Uh, okay, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Right, that's a very fair question. I guess the answer is because it's a two-way street. Yira, yira, her seeing Hashem means Hashem sees her, or something like that. I don't know. I think we'll have to, when we learn that passage, I guess we'll get to that. Um, Puzzle, you'd base. <laughs> no, oh, you're off, right, you're off. No, I was just bringing this in. Kailo means that you see everything even if I don't see it. So, alright, go. So, yes, in Kashas, on you'd be gimel, like, what should I do for you? Ata Kailroi means you see. That's your Tvila, Kailroi. Ata Kailroi, end of Tvila, she took three steps back. Right? That, that's it. 
that we know. I'm saying, so the Tefila is Hashem is a seer. While the Malach told her he's a Shemeya. So I say, yes. The Malach said he's a Shemeya, and her Tefila was Hashem, I want more than Shemeya, I want you to be my seer. Okay. So just push the shot back to Pasuk Yedalif. I think that's why she didn't name her Yishmael. Because she, that's, she, that's why she didn't name him Yishmael. Because she's asking, I started with it. Well, I started before I said the question. And, and she didn't name him. It says Yishmael. It says Avram did. So I think the shot is because she takes that statement of, of and she tries to get something more than that and she's looking for a re'il she turns to Hashem and says so she wanted to name him maybe Ruvain now why do I bring up Ruvain is <laughs> because just interesting thing and I'm not sure exactly what the Peshat is about this but Ruvain is and Shimon is okay so, so the first one is Ria, and the second one is Shmia, and whatever. I, I don't know if this, I don't know exactly what the connection is, or how it ties in, or what you're supposed to do with this. Another place, which is by Don, Don, who was the first one of Rachel's, because she was born to Villa for Rachel, there it says, Donani Kim, Begam Shoma Bekoili, Veikashma Don. So she could have called him Yishmael, or Shimit. But Donani Elohim Begam Shoma Bekoili, but yet she calls him Don. So apparently Shmia is somewhat secondary. Or something like that. Shmi is the secondary thing. The first one's supposed to be Re'iyah. What? Right. Okay. No, I know, but it says Begam Shama Bekali, and yet she doesn't call him. She doesn't call him Shimon. Shema. It wouldn't have been. It wasn't Shama Kel. It would have been. Right. Shema. Maybe. There's a reason why that's not even a question because sometimes the way names work, why it's in the future tense Yishmael as opposed to says Shama in the past should have been Shema Kel. I don't know. Well, it happens twice again, right? It does happen twice again. No, I mean that, that specifically about Yishmol, Hashem hears. By when Avram Davin's for Yishmol, Hashem says, Yishmol Shmaticha. And then it's Shama Lekemel Kol Hanar, that Hashem listens to the Nar. So the Shemir happens again and again. It was related to the past. It's going to continue. Yeah, that could also be, right. Yeah. No, the Pashtas is that names were not made up to, to reflect. Right. The names existed with regards to the reasons. The name Yishmael didn't necessarily have to become no. to existence now. Here's different. The Malach is telling her do this because of that. Yeah. Name that would be an appropriate name. Exactly. <laughs> That's an appropriate name. And when, while you're why not Shemayin? Harnessing the... No? You know what I'm saying? Because Hashem. Kale. And Shemayin also is... There's no Kale. There's no Anarchy. And it also has Anarchy. It's fine. Okay. At this point. Hashem, you know what? There's no Hashem in that, in Shimon. There's no Hashem in Shimon. Oh, you mean, but yet it's Shama Hashem. Shama Hashem. It's also Shama Hashem. No, what you're saying is... Okay, so anyways, I think, after bringing in Reuben and Shimon, I think this is Mechazek, this idea that she's telling her name in Yishmael, Shama Hashem. She says, Kelroi. So she's wait. So if she's calling it Kelroi, I mean, push it to parallel. If she's calling it Kelroi, Hashem saw. So then she's hoping to name him Ruvain, Ra Hashem Baani. But yet that doesn't happen. And Avram says, No, 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 it's Yishmael. So, and according to the first idea that we were saying, the point is as follows. I mean, the Milo of Reiya is the Milo of Reiya is is the Milo of shame. And Roy Raisi is on the album time. That's how Hashem relates to Kaisal. And that's how Kaisal is supposed to Zaycha to 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 Baruch Hashem like Hashem is through the proper Reiya. As is in this expression, so therefore she's saying she's saying I want to be completely the the 
So she's saying I want to be completely the one that's miyachas to to zayish hashem and to beis avram, to have the real legami, and not to be zayich just because shama hashem al anich because I'm I'm oppressed. I want to be zayich beetzem because of my ma'ila, and but that's what she wasn't allowed. She wasn't allowed to get to there. She's only zayich because of her oini. Why, why not? I mean, what was wrong with the tefillah? Is that what you, is that what you just asked? Good. Yeah, that's a fair question. I don't know the answer to that. Fine. Pasuk base. Why didn't you just say? What? Because chamor. Right. So this right. can't to You mean maybe they can't get that no matter what? Right. That's what you're saying. Ah. Maybe that's the right. No, no, no. No, the question is why was it feeling out of scabble? No, I was saying, yeah, that's the issue over here. She's a mitzri. She wants to be shaykh to shame. I mean, so maybe the point is no, too bad. Okay, right. that could be. She's still not mitzri. It's still not. Right, right. As much as she right. wants that. That she's hoping that he's going to be Reuven, he's going to be the first of the Shvatim. Right, I mean, but that's the but point of this Pasha that he can't have that. He can't have that because the wife is Muslim mitzri. Okay, fine. Right, so she's hoping he's be Reuven, and yet he's not. Fine, right there. Plus a good base. Vuhu yeye pere adam. Yodoi vakoil viad kol boy valpne kol echov yeshkoin. Okay, so this is a difficult plastic. First, what does pere mean? What does pere adam mean? What is this unique phrase of yodoi vakoil viad kol boy? What exactly does it mean? And when was it mekoyim? Where would we find it being mekoyim? We'll start with Alpnei Cholech of Yishkin because it's easiest. Alpnei Cholech of Yishkin, he lives on, across, in front of all his Achim. That we, met, we spoke about this last time, that this refers to Achim and Av, or Achim and Aim. Yishmael is the one that lives between Eretzisol and Mitzrayim. And following this, what we discussed, I think it was last time, maybe two times ago, that Hagar is leaving the base of Ram, and she's going back to the, to the, the Derech Mitzrayim, Alayim B'Derech Shur, which is her roots, where she comes from, and that's where the Shmuel was always hanging in this balance. Is he going to be Mitzrayim or is he going to be like his mother's side, the Mitzrayim? Okay, that's our Pnei of Yishken. So what's Pere Adam Yodabek Kalgad Kalbay? So Pere, a Pere is an animal, and um, a Pere is a, an onager, I think, is how they teach it, but a Pere likes to be free, is notoriously onager. <laughs> a Pere is notoriously untamable. We look in Eoifek, Like a wild donkey, yeah. I'm sorry. Wild donkey. Eoifek, Lamites, Pasake. Me, Shilach. Me, Shilach, Perech, Hofshi. Moises, Oroid, Mifi, Teach. Who set the pere free? That he likes to live in the Arava, in the desert, and in the salty, desolate lands, whatever. So the pere likes to be free. Okay. Pere is something is an animal that has to remain free, and they are supposedly very impossible to tame. Okay. But this Debenezer says, so pere means he's going to be free. He's going to be free. Rashi says... It means he's going to live in the desert. He's going to live in the desert, which relates to being free. Relates to being free, but there's another passage that he runs off on his own. He's not part of the Yishuv. But specifically, there's a passage in Nehemiah that says the para lives in the desert. That's in Perak Beis. Para Limud Midbar Beis, Pasuk Chav Dalid. Para Limud Midbar, para that's used to the desert. Ba'avas Nafsha Shoafa Ruach. In the type of its holy, of its nefesh, she wants to breathe fresh air. People who try to run after it never 
never can stop. They always have to keep running after they get, can't catch it. Fine. So the para is limud midbar. Yeah, it's the same thing. That's all the Mufarshan said. Okay, fine. So either it's saying he'll be free, or it's saying he'll be loose in the desert, which are much more are very carved to each other, obviously. Morid. One second. Para Adam. Morid Rebellious. Rebellious. Against people. Okay. Right. 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 Wild man. A wild man. Exactly. A wild man. Okay. Fine. So now, some people say, I think the Benazir brings this, Pera Odom. A Pera is a wild animal. Okay. So you want to say Buhuyya Pera. Fine. You can say Buhuyya Pera or Kipera. What does it mean, Pera Odom? What does it mean, Pera Odom? So Ramban says it means para-adam, a para-type adam, like a wild man. Ebenezer brings some say para-adam, these are two sides of him. He'll, be, he'll either be a para or an adam. And therefore it follows the, the two things. Yodai bakol v'yad kol boy. Yodai bakol is as a para. And v'yad kol boy is as an adam. So saying Yishmael has two sides. One side which is, which is rebellious and one side which is subjugated. And so he brings a touch like that. Sounds like he's touching it. Right, para bit adam. Para relation as para in relationship to other adams. Right, correct. Okay, but I think the pshat is very very partial, really. Um, the, this business of him being a para adam, yodei bakol yad kol What is the the idiomatically this lashon of yodei bakol? What is this lashon come of this yad? Well, we have this in this parsha. Hinei shivachasich biyodech. Shuvi al gavir tivchas ani yitachas yodeha. Isn't there another one? Right? So, uh, being subjugated to someone, being, being owned by someone, is to be biyadoi. So, Yadabakal Viyad Koba is saying that he's going to be, he's going to be, people are going to attempt to, to enslave him, and he's going to fight back. So then, Pere Adam, so basically, he's, he, the Malach is telling Hagar then that Yishmael's life is going to mirror her own her own uh, struggle and her own odyssey. She was, she was Tachas Yodeha of Sarah. And because of that Tachas Yodeha, and that's what gave her power. The fact that Sarah was trying to subjugate her as Gufu gave her power to, to, to get something back. Because Sarah subjugated her, she needed to be free. She couldn't take it and she ran to the Midbar. And Yeshua is going to be a para. Odom, Shmuel's going to, Shmuel's thing is going to be exactly here. He's going to have a constant struggle of Yodav HaKal V'yad meaning his chus will be, the, re- the thing that's going to give him power is going to be the fact that Yad Kol the fact that people are going to be trying to be Ma'anahim, is what's going to give him the, the ability to be Yodav HaKal. Like you, that because Sarai was trying to be Ma'anahim, and you were Tachas Yodeha, therefore Shama Hashem al So it's not like, it doesn't have to be referring to two different times. It's, a, it's saying this is the nature of Ishmael. The nature of Ishmael is such that like a para that you can try to tame it but it fights back, um, he will be meaning people will try to enslave him and that will be the nature of his relationship to them and because he will be, have this nature that they're trying to get him and they're trying to oppress him, that's going to give him the kayak to fight back which is exactly like happening to Hagar. Just so, the right, so the problem with that is a little backwards. It should be Yad Kobay, Yad Kobay. Um, right. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, so whatever you're saying, whatever happened to Hagar is happening again to Yishmael. Hagar ran to the Midbar, and Yishmael is going to be a parrot, according to Rashi, lives in the Midbar. Hagar, sorry, was trying to be Meshav at her, and she wouldn't, wasn't willing to accept being domesticated to Sarai. Yishmael is going to be the same thing, like a parrot. Like a parrot, they can't be domesticated. Hagar, because Sarai was trying to get her, therefore, Yishmael is going to be the same thing, that... Because people are going to be uh, trying to press him and trying to be kind of him as Avadim or Shavad in him, something like that, therefore Yishma will, be able, will have the strength and the schus to be able to fight back. So this is why okay. it's Yeah. Now, if you look in the Yermia, Parag Bez over there, the one that Rashi quotes. Well, yeah, it's his power. Yeah, it's power. It's power. He's going to be powerful that people are going to not be able to tame him. He's going to be untamable. And not only that, he's gonna, sure. when people try to tame him, he's going to fight back. Like a para, I, I'm assuming this, I don't know this to be true. I'm assuming if you take an onager and you try to tame him, that makes rates him on, it makes him run away. What? No, yeah, because he's saying that's what happened to Hagar. Her schus was, the way she was like, was because she was oppressed. Because that's very nice, it sounds like a punishment for her schus. Why is it a mile he's in the wild animal? Because that's Someone will tell it to anyone in the world. No, it's going to make him be. Your kids should be a wild. No, Harba Arba is because is because she was oppressed. So you're saying your children will be the same way. That because the people will try to mishab them, that's what's going to allow them to turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, look what's happening to me. It's not fair, and I'm going to go, go back at them. You're saying I'm going to make them wild animals just because you were like that, so they're going to be like that. I'm not telling you why. And they'll be able to blame it on the fact that Hashem listen to you because whatever, that's the way things work. What? No. Why, what, what's making them be wild? Just have a... <coughs> is that part of the bracha? The fact that you're going to be wild? No, he's saying this meat of Shemir that you have, your children will always have and be able to use because people so will try to press them. So why is it they will always be free? I'm just saying they are you. Whatever, exactly Hagar. Hagar, could, Hagar was trying to be sure with the Sarai. Being wild animals is that a point? No. No, being wild, you're saying a wild animal, you're not a human. No, he says she's... It's untamable. He's it's untamable. He's not going to be able to be subjugated by other people. He's going to always be free. Okay, let's talk about this afterwards. Okay, I don't, I don't like, let's talk about it afterwards. Yeah, okay, so now if you look in Yimra Parag Base, let's start in Pasuk um, Yud Zayin. You left the Makar Maim Chaim, that was in Pasuk Yudkevo, that's Hashem, is the Makar Maim Chaim, the water of Eretz Yisrael is called Maim Chaim. Why are you going to land to Mitzrayim to drink from their river? Okay, and then. And then, then comes Pasuk Avdalid, <coughs> Para Limun Midbar, the para that's running to the desert. So, Rashi, which Rashi learns the para of Yishmael is the one that runs to the desert. But according to this, according to the way we learned the Pasha, the whole idea of Hagar going away, we spoke about this last time, Hagar is going away from the water of Avram and she finds the water of Mitzrayim. Because Hagar is looking for, is, the Shailah is Hagar part of the water of Avram, which is part of the water of Mitzrayim. That's why whenever she runs away, there's, there's a water element. Because the whole idea of Ishmael being between Eretzal and Mitzrayim, the whole question is which water is he going to have? So, Dafka over there, the fact that the marshal is a para that's running away to the Midbar, that parallels our parasha, that the para is running away to the desert. That desert, the desert where Ishmael, the family of Ishmael, Taka live, that's the desert between between Eretz and Mitzrayim, the desert where all these stories happen with the water, about, and, and the question of 
which side are they falling on? So the para that's going to the desert, it's not punked. The, the, the Pasuk that Rashi uses to say the para goes to the desert is following this idea, and I think it's probably Rebbe Sarah Parsha, that oh, you're running back in the time, you're acting like Yishmael did, and like Hagar did, so Klayasol, the Navi is telling Klayasol, why are you going back to the time like a para? Yishmael, who's the para? He's the one that's supposed to run away from Eretz Yisrael, say, I can't be here, I'm running back, I have to be, I have to be close to the time, I have to be the, in the desert. In right, he's in between, Waters. but he's on the way. He's, but he has a choice. The way we're learning, he has a choice. Okay, he has a choice. He can go either way. Fine. Um, <coughs> okay. So that's all. And his water is uh, his transient water. It's 